shaken and disturbed, everyone. I am Daddy Carp over here on the mic. John is. I'm kind of giving ghost vibes because look at my uh, hands. Is that what? You know how I'm, I don't like have the ghost interactions, but you do. Is that what yeah. ghosts do? When that little girl came to come yes. to see you, was she like doing the macarena? Was she like doing this? <laughs> Wait, what little girl? Oh my god, what? Remember when you were staying like at your friend's place and then like that girl, oh god, little girl yes. was like on the couch oh like god. looking at you or something like that? How am I remembering all of your traumatic moments and no, you don't I was, this? I was just as soon as I said it, I remembered it. <clears throat> yeah, she no, she just kind of looked at me and then popped behind a door. Cool. Just very casual, like That's fine. Caught my eye. <clears throat> excuse me, caught sure. my eye in the corner and then suddenly walked away. Nothing to worry about. By the way, Nothing just to see so here. Everybody- I'll recap this really quickly because, by the way, this week's episode, very spooky, just so you know. Um, I love a spook. We love a spook. It's a good way to kick off. Let's see if this. October. That's right, Darren. Good point. So Sunday is October 1, and we're releasing this episode early for patrons or no? Maybe. We we had a trick up our sleeve last week for, for that. Maybe we'll do that again this week. Maybe. Or it's perfect time to kick off, kick off October, in which case, kick if you kick off, if you are listening on October 1, one, yeah. rabbit, rabbit, and two, welcome to spooky season. Welcome to spooky season. I just want to mention the girl that Darren is talking about, just to, so people know and they're not like wondering what the hell I'm talking about, was cat sitting for one of my friends. He has a very, very, very old, spooky, creaky house. It's clean. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a, it's not like a haunted house. Well, it is haunted, but, um, and I was sitting on the couch, just reading or like on my phone or something, very quiet, waiting for the cat, you know, just kind of like killing some time. Sure. And as one does. In the corner of my eye, I see something in the archway between rooms. And as soon as I looked up, it popped away. And it was very clearly to me a small girl, like a, uh, I would say a 10 year old girl. And I have the text messages to prove this and maybe I should find them and put them on Patreon. I texted my friend whose house it was. And I said, before I tell you anything, have you ever seen or felt anything in this house? Just curious. And if so, how would you describe it? Or something along those lines, essentially. Oh, so you kept it super vague for him. Oh, I did say a thing to him because I wanted to corroborate what I just saw. You know, I'm like, a true crime the little girl podcaster. doing the Macarena? I know. Right? Yeah, I don't know where this Macarena thing came from that you've because been running like, with. Because you were like, oh, the I in the so beginning ghosty. of the episode. Yeah, yeah you're okay. Like, I thought you I meant the I guess only patrons can see our patrons can patrons? see our our video and our That's hands. Right, sussy radishes. Yeah, but yeah. it's just funny that you were like, you yeah. like had macarena hands or something. Yeah, like for that. a second I did. So he, of course, messages me back and he says, "Well, I've never seen anything myself, but my wife has seen a little girl about ten years old." And I was like. Okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to let you know that that's exactly what I just felt and saw. And I'm going to go ahead and head home and I'm not coming back to help this cat. I did come back, but it was still scary. I I would only go in the daytime after that. But anyway, it was very scary. So anyway, Darren, welcome to this week's episode. You know, guys, you. you know, we're talking about spooky stuff. This week's episode's pretty spooky. We also just recently via text message, Darren, Megan and I uh, had like a little mini production meeting yesterday. It was more you and Megan, to be fair. That's you guys true. were like the creative <laughs> forces because I was in a meeting and I came to the conversation. Like I 
came yeah. back from my meeting to like 29 text messages. Literally 29. Thinking yeah. it was an emergency. Yeah, and Andy's it, like, Darren, where are you? And it wasn't. It was John and Megan like being yeah. silly. Imagine so, Andy text uh, Noah again. He's like, well, do you know where Darren call is? Him. Yeah, or call exactly. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so b- mainly Megan and I came up with some ideas. Yes. Okay, let's just put it that way. Take the and credit where the credit is due. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and we have some, I think, some really exciting things coming up yeah. this month that are for everybody, not just Patreon. Just so you know, you know, we love our Patreon subscribers that support us the most. But um, yeah, some really fun things coming up. So we'll have some more announcements later this month. Darren, before we get into this week's episode, do you have yeah. Halloween plans yet? I know it's still, we're recording this in September, but we are kicking off spooky season technically right now in this episode. So it's funny because last year I went as a Pillsbury Doughboy, which we all saw the pictures and the That's dancing. And we all remembered that nightmare. Okay. Um, this year, so it's basically like two days before I have to leave for BravoCon in oh, Vegas. Oh, so now you're strategizing. Wait, this so, year, what is? What are you talking about? Halloween is. I leave oh, for BravoCon like gotcha. the 2nd of November or something I like see. that for that okay. week. So it's going to be a little bit, I could see there being like a lot of planning for BravoCon and, and sure. doing stuff like that where I might not have time. But ever since... You know, I've lived in New York my whole time. And my brother used to tell me about this awesome Halloween. I think it's a Halloween parade in West Hollywood or something. I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. And then my friend Rot, who you know, also has recommended this like haunted house experience that she says is really fun. And she's always told me about it. And she was like, you finally live here. We can finally go together. So I don't necessarily have Halloween plans, although I think some of my friends are going to have a party. I have to see what Nadine wants to do. Like, I yeah. don't know. Like, I don't know what L.A. Halloween looks well, like. You know, like, is it house parties or is it bars? Like, it's a good point. It's very different. It? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're, I don't know. You just got me excited because I just realized you're only a short drive away from Universal Studios well, Halloween Horror Nights. I wonder if that's what Rot was telling She's me about. talking about that, yeah. I have to ask her. Okay, I'm going to text her in the well, middle of this conversation because I want to know what the hell she's really. Yeah, do see doing. what she's saying because if you do that, I want to go with you guys. So you Remind should invite me. What me Halloween too. adventure thing we He's need texting. to do? Yeah, I will say this, I, and we're going to get into this week's episode. We're just kind of catching up a bit in front of everybody here on the show because sometimes we don't do that. You know, sometimes we just go right into the episode. But I literally just go. I was like, remind me what the Halloween adventure thing we need to do. Like the name of it. I'm recording with John and talking about it right now. So hopefully she won't be lazy and answer me well, back. Well, hopefully she does. And I did notice on TikTok that Halloween Horror Nights have gone a little bit crazy this year already. Like they're overbooking or overbooking tickets or whatever. And like there's crazy long lines. I'm sure. Well, let me tell you this. I went last year, if you remember, I went to Orlando where Universal Studios is as well. And I spent, let me just say this, I spent some money on some family members' tickets, and I spent individual fast passes, which, you know, get you through the line quicker. We could not have done Universal Studios if we did not have a fast pass. It was impossible. Because the lines are literally four hours long for one haunted house or one ride, and who who's going to who's going to go to universal and be there for what 12 hours to do three rides like that's not going to work so if it is let me just no. say go you must do the fast pass so are you doing anything for halloween cuz for me well, like i like those things but mostly the scary part about those things is just to be like people jumping out of a corner 
Yeah, and they it's are. It's not like looking at a scary mask. It's like jumping out of a corner, right? It it's, is... so it's being like. Jump scares, yeah, way. yeah. Jump scares, yes, it's jump scares across the board, and they do kind of scare you because things that you don't think are gonna jump out at you then do jump right. out that's at you. Probably so that's probably it. Scary. But I will say, and this is not an ad for Universal Studios, although if Universal Studios would like to sponsor us, please do. Uh, a couple years ago, I went. This was like 2018 or 19, and they had the Stranger Things haunted house because every year they do themed haunted walkthroughs. You know, basically, and you know, for a couple years there, they weren't doing them. But then, you know, Stranger Things 4 last year was such a huge hit. They brought Stranger Things back this year. So I really got to go. I really want to see the Stranger And by the way, it was the best one by far. The Stranger Things, every single room you go into, it's another scene from the show. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Highly recommend if you love spooky stuff. I... And then let's... That's a good talk. recommendation. I Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the episode. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we should do, I was thinking, I was just thinking in my mind what I yeah. had here because I moved, yeah. obviously. And so like, I don't have everything that I had once. Right, I'm still like getting right. my bearings, but yeah. maybe we should do like a Zoom with everybody. <gasps> and like, we have to home make our costumes. Like you cannot buy anything at the store. Like every <laughs> costume that you bring in, it has like to be Scarlet something that you Witch already have. Costume. Oh, right. that you but already you, or have. Or you, no, you have to like make it. Like, and I'm not talking about something super fancy, but like, yeah, if you, you yeah. wanted to go with, like, if you wanted to go as like Beetlejuice or something, like, have you to have to create it. T-shirt, yeah, or something that could be okay, fun. Like, that and we could do be like fun. a little contest, eh, something to noodle. Let's, well, let's... you know, the problem with that is like DIY is not my friend, but we'll we'll work on that. We'll workshop that idea. I'm not around. sure. I, uh, yeah, but you as scary Dorothy, like, I'm not sure buying a wig is your friend either, but. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Let's, Let's get, get into, into this, this week's episode. Yes. Let's it's a little it. bit of a shorter episode for you guys this week, but it's still haunting and a little bit scary nonetheless. Pause. Yeah. Rot says Halloween Horror Night. <gasps> Told you. Told you. It's too much fun. By the way, if you plan to go, please let me know. I will fly to LA to go to that with you. That would be a dream come true. Please tell her I said that as well. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Okay. You do that. I'm going to get us started here on this week's episode. So guys, sometime in the late 1400s. Okay. We're going way Ooh, the hell back. That's yeah. spooky. Already spooky right off the bat. <clears throat> a Scotsman, not unlike myself, by the way, named, in case you didn't know, my family is Scottish. Yeah. Uh, a Scotsman named Alexander. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's curious. A Scotsman named Alexander Sawney Bean was born in East Lothian, a town on the eastern shore of Scotland. Scotland. You can't say East Lothian without saying it like East that. East Lothian in you a town. You can't be like, yo, I'm from East Lothian, New East Jersey. East Lothian, New Jersey. Yeah, you, you can't say that. That's What's no good, Rolla? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? East... Don't be doing that. Nope. East East Lothian, a town in the eastern shore of Scotland, about nine miles from Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Guys, I I, I don't know if we're going to get go this home. episode. I yeah, I don't home. know if we're going to. Well, Sonny's father worked as a, he, quote, hedger and ditcher, which is somebody who presumably, I'm assuming here, based on the information we have, trims hedges and digs ditches, you know, hedger, ditcher. I will say. <clears throat> a cheesemonger? A cheesemonger, something like that. My, I looked into my last name, Thrasher, because I was like, what? Everyone always compliments me. And, oh, such such a cool last name. Oh, my God. 
Thrasher fries, Thrasher skateboards. I'm like, I have nothing to do with any of this, but okay, thank you. I mean, it is kind of cool. One of my like intellectual heroes was talking about how she went to Rehoboth Beach and she was like, and we got the Thrasher fries. And I was like, I know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thrasher fries are good. But I looked into my last name and it turns out the name Thrasher comes from a working class person who would thrash the wheat fields to collect the wheat. Isn't that interesting? So yeah, a hedger and a ditcher. Not that that was their names, but you know, that's a, presuming that's what they they do. That's interesting in, in their profession. Yeah. So as an adult, Sonny himself worked as a tanner, which is someone who turns animal skins into leather. It is not someone who does a spray tan. Just so we know. Um, no, although, although that's what they would probably call themselves as well. Yes, exactly. But um, yes, he would turn animal skins into leather, very similar to um, Megan, who does taxidermy. That's true. Um, Yeah. But he didn't love his job. He didn't feel the tradesman life was for him. And one day, again, remember, this is the 1400s. This is before cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. And many other things. Do we have to remind the people of that every time? Okay. And flight and things of that nature. Can you imagine no Google in 1400? Um, but anyway, one day Sonny met a woman named Black Agnes Douglas. That's right. Her name was Black okay. Agnes. And the two quickly realized they were a great match. Sonny was tired of working as a tradesman in his hometown. And Black Agnes had recently been accused of witchcraft. Obviously, these stories are from something from the 1400s. It's like yeah. It feels more folklore than it does like an actual true story of something that happened, right? Yeah, because I do feel like, you know, stories from the 1400s, especially as we get into some of this witchcraft stuff, you know, the history wasn't recorded, you know, accurately or with the most intelligence or with the most, you know, awareness as as we are aware of now in, in the year 2023. So, you know, something to be mindful of as we get through today's episode. But anyway, That's a fair point. Yeah, the two married and moved to the other side of the country to a town called Bellantre, roughly 120 miles from East Lothian. I listen. I am of Scottish descent. I am not He's of a- Scottish location, so I don't know like Dracula to me. I don't ba- know Ballantre, Ballantre. Yeah. yeah. Well, once they'd reached their new town. By the way, have you seen? the movie or the previews, the movie's been out called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. No. That sounds terrifying. It's it's a movie about people on a boat tra- no, like out. crossing <laughs> crossing, <laughs> I think, the Atlantic or something. I don't even know. And Dracula is on board. But this isn't Dracula like a costume Dracula. This is like a bat person. Like who looks like a bat. Darren, just the fucking trailer freaked me out so badly. What's it called? I, I want to watch the thinking. trailer. What's it called? It's called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. The Last Voyage. D-E-M-E-T-E-R. It's it's a movie coming out? It's already it's already out. It flopped in the box office. It's probably on digital and streaming already. Look for it wherever it is. <laughs> but the trailer, the trailer alone I'll was just... This. Yeah, watch it after this. Maybe we do a reaction video or something. It was terrifying. But anyway... Check that out. Anyway, okay, guys, let me. I'm. I feel like I, I'm really slowing us down here. So once they'd reached their new town, the couple moved into the place that would become their new home called Benane Cave. Not to not to be. Well, uh, it's right off the tongue. Let's yeah, just go Benane to Benane Cave. Cave. 
I wanted to say Elaine Bennis there for some reason. Oh, that would be a great love cave her. name. You I love know. Seinfeld. Love Ela- the only person I've ever been like a Swifty for, because Swifty yeah, is like true. the universal term for fandom to yeah. me. Like, just yeah. like my brother, like, if there's a housewife, he's like, is she a Roni? Which stands for Real Housewives of New York. He, like, it doesn't matter if they're from Beverly That's Hills funny. or Potomac. He'd be like, is she a Roni? I'm like, like Gavin, that. she's a Roni. Like, Roni is housewife. I totally get what brother. he's doing there. Yes. It's like he and I are in the same mental She's place. She's a Roni, right? She's I'm a like, Roni. Yeah, Evan. <laughs> like, just making a, like, a... a a noun out yeah, of yeah right acronym. it's like it's like she's a swifty right about elaine bennis you're like yeah she's a swifty it's for elaine bennis right by the way it. darren is such a swifty for elaine bennis that she delayed her train to philadelphia i believe that day to meet her i did when yeah. we were doing our live Which show like the one and only 12. reason the one yep. and only reason yeah or was that dc i can't even remember anyway dc but anyway Anyway, so Benane Cave, which is, by the way, a gigantic natural cave whose main tunnel extended over a mile and branched out into smaller tributary tunnels that one could easily wander through and get and lose themselves in. I mean, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I, by the way, let me just put this out there. I don't want to be I, in a small tributary tunnel. Any Good. kind. I don't want to be in any kind of tunnel. You know how hard it is for me to get through the Holland Tunnel, the Lincoln yeah. Tunnel? I like, hold my I'm breath sad. the entire time. Anyway, not to mention the entrance to this cave was flooded with hundreds of feet of water twice a day when the tide came in. So you get into this tunnel and you're messing around in there and the tide comes in, you're toast. That's you toast. You toast. Therefore, or are you toast because you're underwater? So you're, I don't know, whatever the opposite of toast is. You're, really you're soggy milk. I don't know. Soggy toast. Soggy yeah. toast. There you go. Anyway, therefore, the cave was only accessible at certain times of the day and difficult to find unless you already knew where to look for it. And despite its unorthodoxy, Sonny and Blake, Black Agnes seem, excuse me, were seemingly happy with their new home, planning to live there long term and start a family. What? Okay. However, a problem arose. Sonny had grown tired of his work as a tanner and didn't have a trade in his new home to keep himself and his new bride afloat, which is, it of just, course, such a 1400s problem. You know what so I mean? So 1400s. And yeah. also, like, how do we know this? You like, well, who's we have recording Sonny's story? <laughs> well, that's true. Know. Yeah, that's true. I feel like when we get into the meat of this episode and we realize what happened to him, that yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. probably and and what happened in this situation, people were probably like, we should look into this guy and what he's up to. Yeah. So obviously, Sonny was tired of his work. He wanted to support his bride. He therefore hatched a new plan to earn income. Sonny would ambush travelers oh, okay, who happened cool. down the roads on the outskirts of the nearby village. Okay. Yeah. Industrious, I guess. Sure. Sonny and Black Agnes worried that the robbery victims would be able to recognize their attacker and decided that after robbing his victims, Sonny should kill them. Oh, oh, okay. He yeah. just decided one day, you know. Was there police back then? Like, right, right. Like, like, so they can identify the attacker. Like, are they doing turkle drawings of these people? Like, <laughs> that's a good it. point, actually. I didn't even, you think know, like, of that. what, yeah. what's, what's the repercussion? So another idea, although there was less people back then, but still, sure. another idea came to them too. Wouldn't butchering and <sighs> eating their victims God. help save on food costs while simultaneously disposing of most of the incriminating evidence? Yes. Well, listen, with logic like that, couldn't we be saying that? In 2023. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So Sonny uh, began implementing their plan immediately, ambushing and killing travelers who happened down the small nearby roads, stealing whatever they had on them and eating their bodies. Does uh, seem a lot more interesting than tanning. 
that's true. Spray tans, you know, spray tans can only get you so far in the 1400s. Although physical I physical like- activity, sustenance, you know, um, money. It's I a just feel threat. like I just find it hard to believe that all those pale people back in the day couldn't, you know, didn't need a tan. I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah. Who knows? You know. Well, Sonny and Black Agnes's family began to grow, and soon they had eight sons and six daughters all of whom were raised with a taste for human flesh. Oh, wonderful. Probably because they were raised with a taste of yeah, human flesh. Yeah, because their parents are literally eating people. Ew, okay, I don't, this is actually starting to t- turn my stomach So the stomach family obviously became skilled at cooking and preserving human meat because obviously, you know, there's no freezers, there's no fridge, meat goes bad. So they salted it, they pickled it, oh, they pickled God. the corpses so that their food would keep oh. longer. As gross as this is, it's kind of smart. Just saying. Uh, smart i don't know if smart's the right word but it's something it's something it's frugal it is definitely i mean it's it's, it's by its definition it is frugal it's frugal thank you it's nothing if not frugal yeah you're right so the clan continued developing unnatural proclivities you think uh as the whole group was incredibly isolated from the community both geographically and in terms of their lifestyle it only made sense that the children partnered up with each other Instead of seeking marriage with others from the nearby oh, town, no. they didn't know about incest and like weird shit happening back then in the 1400s. So, mm. in theory, I could see them thinking this would make sense. Now, over the course of 25 years, the family family of 16 continued to grow in size until they reached 48 members. This is like the this is like the Duggars, all yeah, of whom sadly. were the products of incest, as we described. Mm. The family continued to rob and murder passing travelers, and as they grew in numbers, they also became increasingly deadly hunting in packs, taking down larger groups of travelers, and ensuring no survivors would be left to report what they'd seen. I mean, go ahead, sorry. Well, it's interesting, because it's kind of the perfect example, even though it's dark and it's spooky, of back in the day, people would have a lot of kids. You know, you're thinking, like, you're That's poor. True. Why are you having 12 kids, right? Like, you yeah. can barely feed your wife. Why are you doing this? And it was so their kids could work on the farm or earn a living yeah. and do something for the family. So well, the reason that people had a lot of kids usually was to kind of bring it back to the family. And in this case, in a weird way, in a weird, sick way, this is a perfect example of that. Yeah, and also you have to think about how religion at that time, especially in in England at that point, really played a factor. You know, also contraceptives were was that even a possibility in the 1400s? I can't really imagine that it was contraceptives. You know, so you know, basically, what's ha- sounding like what's happening here is like a little pack of wolves that are humans are being born and bred. It's well, like well right, or like a little killing industry i mean i hate to say it but it's it's a killing clan of this family who's kind of just while they're killling others sustaining themselves kind of with no cost outside of human lives you know yeah you're absolutely right yeah so the bean clan was able to continue hunting for a quarter of a century okay the bean clan there's the that's their name guys 25 years they were doing this which is kind of crazy people from the area realized that an unsettling number of people were continually going missing but no one seemed to understand why. And honestly, granted, this is 1400s. It doesn't seem like a logical conclusion Yeah, that this is what's happening with this family. I would imagine that people were, it's probably a lot easier to go missing in the 1400s. So therefore, maybe it's a little more right. acceptable. They needed to find be. my friends on their new iPhone 15. That's what I'm saying. They don't have an iPhone 15. But they 15. didn't. Yeah, exactly. Idiots. Idiots. By the way, check out our NMR episode uh, a couple from a couple days ago if you want to hear about Darren's new iPhone 15 and how yeah. she's going to be ordering Starbucks by the with a press of a button pretty soon. But for um, everybody, for yeah, everybody. for everybody, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> but my question too is, 
Do you think that at this point, incest is, well, first of all, is incest even technically, I mean, this is going to show my own stupidity. Is it illegal now? I don't even know if it's technically, is it illegal to be? I think it's illegal. You think it's illegal? I don't know. This is also. I don't really want to type into my Google yeah, don't search. Look it like, up. Is incest illegal? Yeah. I just don't guys, want it. You know. And you guys listening, don't you look it up either. Okay. So anyway, moving right along here. So fingers, of course, were pointed from time to time. And a couple of local innkeepers fell under suspicion for foul play and, excuse me, and hanged, which of course makes sense as travelers stayed in inns and were often the last one seen there. Um, And during this time, authorities kept an ever-growing list of missing persons who disappeared in the area. I think eventually they were like, okay, let's 15 keep people. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially in this small ass area. Like, like, let's keep a running list. Yeah. Yeah. And although the area was searched periodically to try to locate someone who had gone missing, nobody ever searched the Benane Cave. Now, locals were also known to find the occasional pickled body part washed up on the beaches near the cave, which is, I love pickles. So this is really disturbing to me. Like, the thought that instead of pickles in my jar, I'm seeing a pickled finger would really disturb me. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, um, I mean, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, one day, Saudi nothing a, like a pickled finger. A to pickled finger, guys. A sandwich. Yeah, delicious, delicious times they're living in. Well, one day, Sonny and a group of his clan attacked a married couple who were traveling from a nearby fair. The family easily slaughtered the wife, but her husband surprised Sonny by viciously fighting back. He was able to stave off the clan until another much larger group of 20 to 30 travelers came down the road from the same fair and jumped in to help the man. So now we've got a full on brawl, you know, going down in wherever there are, where, wherever they've traveled to now. I can't even remember the name of it. If, but if, if, it's, if it's a nearby fair, shit's going down. Shit's going down. The group was able to fight off the attackers and uh, save the traveler and bring him to the chief magistrate of Glasgow. The magistrate, by the way, I love these like um, British terms yeah, that absolutely. I've only can reference from the Harry Asia, Potter. Yeah, of course. Which I only know from Harry Potter. I will say I took two, uh, two years of British literature in college. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. No, it is that. It is that. So I just want everyone to know I, I do know my way around the magistrate, as they say. <laughs> yes. Anyway, the magistrate immediately put two and two together. Of course, like once he brings somebody, you know, you bring somebody in that's causing trouble and trying to kill people and, and has killed this man's wife, it's going to make sense. Puts two and two together, their survivor's story, plus his gigantic list of missing people and all these weird reports of people finding pickled body parts on the beach and realized that someone was attacking the locals and needed to be stopped. And, you know, as Megan puts it in our research, he, quote, was done fucking around and got in touch with King James the first. That's the way it should be said. From That's the, start, the way. Megan. That's true, Megan. We got to put that in here a little more often. So thank you, Megan, for that. But no, it's, you know, he escalated this and was like, oh, the king of motherfucking England is about to get looped in and CC'd on this conversation. <laughs> well, the king agreed with the magistrate and traveled to Ballantrain, which is where I was telling you, Ballantrain, excuse me, with 400 soldiers. Damn. 400 soldiers traveled with the king. 
the army joined forces with a group of local volunteers and a pack of tracking dogs and began one of the largest manhunts in the 15th century Scotland that had ever been experienced, which, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of manhunts going on at that stage in in, in British literature or British Your history. Your whole life has been a manhunt, John. Well, that's true. And I used to, you know, listen, I love the website Manhunt. Shout out yeah. to that website as well. Is that a man site? I mean, is it a man site? Is it, it a was website? Like, is it a man site? It was like before there was like Grinder and like, um, you know, like apps and stuff like that. Manhunt was where people used to go. I, I never really frequented it. By it. Way, just to be very clear. I guess it says exactly what it is. That's exactly. Yeah. You couldn't really um, possibly, you know, get that confused. Well, anyway, despite the size of the search party, which, like I said, was 400 plus soldiers and locals. Benet Cave remained perfectly hidden until the very, I'm sorry, until the pack of very good dogs, very good boys, if you will. Very good boys. Very good boys. Picked up a scent. <laughs> at the, I'm what sorry, I don't mean boy. to laugh at the scent of a, at the hidden entrance of the cave here, but Darren yeah. caught me with that one. Yeah. Um, which is actually really impressive if you think about it, given that the flooded, um, the flooded waters there were like hundreds of feet. So wow. the fact that a good old boy was able yeah, to find boy. that, you know, was really, yeah, really impressive. By the way, dogs for 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 decades and centuries always doing the right thing. You know what I mean? I no, they're it. always narking on you, dude. Cats like are just like <laughs> you can go kill that person, but I won't say shit. You know what I mean? They never send have cats out to do this because cats are like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know cats what I mean? are like, like, I'm busy um, attacking my own and hunting things. Yeah. So the army entered the cave to find. I'm sure what you can imagine is an absolutely horrific right. scene inside. Um, you know, it's it's curious because the dog takes the scent, which is kind of under hundreds of feet of water. I wonder kind yeah. of how that they decided to like enter this cave. I wonder if it was with maybe boats there was like, or something. Well, or... Maybe like wherever the land is, you know, right, where the there was like a way to a, tr- a scent trail of some kind. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's the only thing well, I can think of. I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so they entered the cave, and I think it was pretty obvious what they were that they knew that yeah. they were going to enter this gruesome scene because the walls were completely covered with rows of human body parts, just oh hung up to dry. The wow. sandy ground was littered with a gruesome combination of discarded human bones and the possessions of the clan's slain victims, clothing, jewelry, anything else that might have been kind of too obvious a piece of evidence to dispose of, they kept for themselves. Yeah. Although the 48 clan members tried to resist, they were quickly overpowered by the army and taken into custody. I mean, 400 versus 48. Yeah. Math, and by the way, we're talking... We're talking about the Bean Clan, just to be clear here, the family that is basically doing all this, just to make sure we're still caught up there. The search party then began trying to gather up whatever human remains they could find, burying them in the sand of the cave. The clan was held in jail overnight, but the king and magistrate believed that the family's crimes were so clear and so severe that no trial was really necessary. Well, well, the king, you deserve a trial, but all right. Yeah, maybe you're right. But I think even if you're hanging out with a bunch of hanging out body parts, you're pretty guilty about it. It's probably clear. The king was like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of rules and laws were created then. But essentially, 1400 Britain, uh, the entire family was sentenced to death the very next day. Sorry, in Scotland. But but they were sentenced to death the very next day. Not kind of shocking i guess for this time period you know but like I mean, the entire family I mean, it's shocking that it's the entire family i mean this bloodline is and you know i will say not to interrupt you i'm sorry to interrupt you here but no i do feel like in the 1400s if i'm remembering my you know history the right way 
there was this theory that like if you had more than one criminal in a bloodline, there was an attempt to rule, you know, eradicate not only excommunicate for lack of a you, but word. just like basically euthanize you because yeah, it's what, like, oh, they had this thing and we don't want to continue this down this the path, trait about you know? who they are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not to be too horrible about this, but that's what Hitler was thinking with the Holocaust and all the other travesties. Well, in I'm our assuming history. because these kids were growing up with a taste for flesh, they wanted to just eliminate this trait from the human ecosystem, exactly. if you will. Yeah, yeah. So 27 of the family members were men, all of whom were hanged, drawn wow. and quartered, a particularly wow. grisly form of execution that involves the victim having all four of his limbs tied to separate horses and being dragged around until they pulled off his body, which is. Inhumane, just tragic. Then the victim is hung from a rope until he's mostly dead, but not quite. Next, his genitals are cut off and thrown in a fire. And lastly, Uh, he is cut open and all his entrails are put out. uh, I mean, this has got to be the worst way to die. Talk about Halloween Horror Nights, if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. Rot, what are you trying to make me go to? (laughs) Yeah, Aaron Rot. All of the clan's women and children were forced to watch as all Mm. 27 of the men were executed this way. The townspeople then built three large bonfires and burned the remaining clan members as witches. Can I add in? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go first. Although we don't have any factual evidence of the Bean Clan, this is legend that has existed in Scotland through time immemorial. Yeah. Well, I was just going to add one last thing, one little thing here before we wrap up, which is that you know, they were all forced to watch this happen as each sort of thing goes down. But it's like, you know, if this is all true and all of these people, you know, all this stuff happened, it's like, do they have any regard for human life to begin with? You know, if you're seeing, well, yeah, you know, that's also what I wonder, because like they obviously and some of those children, I mean, they couldn't help it. Right. Like they didn't yeah, they know that not doing and, this was wrong. Yeah. Right. So it's so there's well, that kind that. of yeah. right. There's kind of that interesting fact. And so it's like it also is like it's an eye for an eye in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. Um, well, today, apparently, there's even a theater group that does a historical reenactment recreation oh, of what you might have oh, experienced dear. on a tour of Ugh. this cave and explain the logistics of how the clan might have functioned. I, it's called Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this happened right on Hollywood. Boulevard. Yeah, right. Down I the would be very interested in seeing this, I mean, obviously this would is folklore you? and it's also hard to say because yeah, this could have been because it's been so long. I mean, because it's mm-hmm. been what, 700 years or whatever the fuck it's been, 620 years. It could have easily been that they didn't like this family. And so they oh, killed all point. of them Very good and point. they covered up with the fact that no, this family was killing people. I mean, maybe in, there's politic politics involved. Could have been a politics thing involved. I could mean, have been a they, number of different things. I mean, I think it's easy to just wrap it up in here being like Britain saved the day from this family that was hunting and murdering exa- people. I was just going to say that. But it also yes. seems to something simple. It just seems so easy. So I don't know. For such an atrocity in a small town, it's kind of weird. Did you just hear my voice go blah? My yeah. my like throat would made a weird noise. It, it feels weird to have King James the first involved in something that seems pretty. But then again, I don't know. It's fourteen hundred, so it might be a different time. But anyway, super gory, super disturbing, super all of that. Yeah, may or may not have been true, but it seems like most people in Scotland. You know, I need to go back to my hometown in Scotland. I need to. I know which town my family came from. It's all in a ancestry.com website somewhere but i want to go back and be like do you know anything about this what have you heard have you heard of of the bean clan can we get some details you know and just sort of what if i'm a descendant of the bean clan oh my god you might be oh my god thrasher fries (laughs) 
Those Thrasher finger fries. Pickled fingers, pickled fries. I don't know. Think about that, John. Something to think about. Well, anyway, guys, let us know what you think about this week's very unsettling episode. You can hit us up at J Thrasher, Carpe Darren. You can hit us up in the Facebook group as well as Patreon. Darren, come see us us in the cave. Come see us Uh, at the cave. I'll be there with my family. So last week on Patreon, and we kind of teased this a little bit. um, That's right. We surprised all subscribers with releasing our normal Sunday episode a full four days, basically half a week, Uh, early to everyone. People seem to love it, including Roxana, who even said, thanks, mom and dad. What a pleasant surprise. Just a nice little (laughs) early week offer for you guys. A little treat. Yeah. A little treat. Like I said, we've been, um, like I said at the top of the show, we had a little, um, we had a little uh, mini production meeting recently and Let's just say some of the things we have coming up will give you goosebumps. I think it's going to be really. um, They'll definitely give you the heebie-jeebie goosebumps for sure. And there's a lot of stuff coming up that I think you guys are really going to like on Patreon. So check it out. Not me or John, but other things. No, not us. No, nothing has to do with us. Um, By the way, speaking of which, everyone is weighing in on Patreon and elsewhere about whether or not I should adopt this orange cat tabby cat. Yeah, Denise, exactly. Uh, that's been hanging around my house. Our friend Denise even said that Magic called her, my yep. cat, called her on the phone and said that he wanted a sibling, which I'm sorry. No, I just find true. that to be fake news. No, I don't this, know. This isn't the 1400s. Fake. That exists. That call exists in the logs. <laughs> Listen, even in the 1400s or 2023, my cat is not using my phone. Okay. And there's a there's even a poll on Facebook where the overwhelming majority has has voted to to yes and i'm like by the way yeah go ahead sorry i was gonna say my friend ariana who has who had a cat harvey with me and then she just got a new cat potato she got her cat like a scratch pad laptop because he was always trying to go on her laptop oh my god i need that no you you can get it online for like ten dollars like john get magic his own little shaken and disturbed laptop to record with us (laughs) if you loved him you know, I will say this. I buy him things every once in a while and he loves everything for the first week. And then he's yeah, completely no, I over mean, it. Put it's, like tinfoil. Like my cat used to go underneath our deck. We'd like yeah. ball up tinfoil or yeah. aluminum foil, put a string around it and he would just follow it out. And we were like, excuse me, <laughs> he's stupid, but we love you. We love you. Yeah, I, I love him. He's a sweetheart. I love him a well, lot. So I, last, I'm just, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say thank you everybody. I, I still am TBD. If you listen to TBD. NM. If you listen to NMR, there may be a situation where I fly this cat out, out to LA to give to, to literally hand it. Imagine we just meet at LAX and I'm just like, here you go. And I hand it off and I just go home. I mean, that. dream, dream. dream Cause I dream live by LAX. So dream. dream scenario. And one last thing guys, please join us over on Patreon, by the way, if you haven't yet, it's really tough time in the podcast industry. As some of you may know, we appreciate any support, all support and contribute yeah, uh, contribution for the show from the bottom of our hearts. If you can't, we also appreciate you guys just listening. Absolutely. Of course, you can join today for as little as $5 a month. Links in the show description or just go to patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed. We appreciate any and all support, even just the listen really helps. So thank you. Yeah. And I will say, like I said, this week, this month, it's a really exciting time on Patreon. So if you'd love Halloween and spooky times you've come to the right place all right Darren this was a fun yet disturbing episode I won't yes. stop thinking about this I won't be able to to eat a pickle the same way makes you think differently about a man cave doesn't it <sighs> sure does and yeah, we'll see right. <laughs> we'll see you guys uh next time have a check great week oh my god your, check your freshies check your brake pads without pants and apparently you just don't need a penis who knew bye everybody bye. <laughs>